one of my favorite saints is Edith Stein. Edith Stein was born 1891 in Germany, Breslau, I think, to a religious Jewish family on the feast of Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement. This might have already been a sign of the path her life would take. Now, Edith was fiercely intelligent and very quickly she decided that she was an atheist, much to her mother's consternation. What attracted her was the intellectual life and she would make her mark as a philosopher, studying under some of the leading philosophers such as Max Scheller. Um, if you've ever come across the theology of the body of John Paul II, he drew a lot from Max Scheller. And she would be the first graduate assistant of Edmund Husserl, the founder of phenomenology and the most groundbreaking European philosopher of the time. But she would be denied her professorship as a woman because women weren't allowed to do a habilitation thesis at that time. Nevertheless, through all of these things, God was tracing a path for her to himself in this, in her studies. Scheller himself was a convert to Catholicism and his thought would make a deep impression on her. During her uh, university years, just before her university years, she would have volunteered with the Red Cross and that would deepen her compassion for people. Uh, deepening her affective life, all of them important uh, capacities which she needed to develop for the great mystical saint that she would become. The final moment of her conversion though would come about when she would accidentally, or should I say providentially, pick up a copy of Teresa of Avila's autobiography. And even this would be quite incredible the way it would happen. She would be visiting the home of a Protestant friend um, who were uh, fellow intellectuals and uh, professors. And they would have this copy, which she would accidentally pick up. She says that she read through it all night, couldn't put it down. And in the morning declared, this is truth. From then on, she just knew that Christ was the truth and her goal. She knew that she had to be Catholic and already the seed was sown for her to be one of the Carmelites of Teresa. Naively, she would just go to the nearest church and ask the priest for baptism. And surprisingly, the priest responded that she needed more preparation. And Edith's response, as usual, was to buy a copy of the catechism, read it over two days and then come back saying, ask me anything from this. Now, another priest might have dismissed her as an annoying intellectual, but thankfully this priest had the patience to talk to her and there he discovered that this woman was not just a fierce intellectual, she also comprehended the deeper meaning of all the dogmas that she had just read through. She would eventually be baptized and her sister, blood sister Rosa, would also become Catholic through her influence. At this time, the Nazis were starting to come to power in Germany and Edith would lose her teaching position, which was already way below her capacity, this time for being a Jew. Edith would finally enter Carmel and she would take on the religious name Teresa Benedicta a Cruce, which means blessed by the cross. This would be prophetic. Soon it became extremely unsafe for Edith to be in Germany. There were options for Edith to escape, but she never took them. There was already a, in her heart, she was starting to be convinced that her life was meant to be an offering to God for the sake of her brothers and sisters, her Jewish brothers and sisters. The sisters would eventually be moved to a convent in Holland 
and uh, where it was somewhat safer but as things would go it would become just as unsafe for her in holland the nazis would, would react uh, against the catholic bishops because the bishops of holland would have read out a statement condemning nazism in response in retaliation the nazis decided to round up all the catholic jewish converts previously they had ignored them and now edith was rounded up as part of this campaign of intimidation she would be interrogated and then let go but the writing was already on the wall the climate was the political climate was becoming intensely uh, fearful and uh, and threatening for jews the sumada superior put her on the turnstile where the one sister was there to receive guests and to uh, talk to them and so on the rest being enclosed and this allowed uh, edith to get news about what was happening in the world in holland from her sister mainly rosa but this was producing so much disturbance for her so the mother superior removed her from the turnstile and asked her to dedicate herself to her work which she was doing at this time which was to produce a commentary on the work of john of the cross this was the 400th anniversary of john of the cross and a lot of the carmelite convents were producing different works in order to more fully appreciate and make available his work and edith would throw herself into this and she would write her book the science of the cross which would be a summary of john's theology and in working so hard in studying john she would find the strength and the light she needed in john and her fledgling conviction that she should be an offering for the jewish people now would be confirmed she asked her mother superior for permission to offer her life to god for the conversion of the jewish people and would be accepted a few months later just as vespers was finishing the evening prayer the nazis would break in and arrest edith uh, rosa would have already have been arrested rosa naturally was terrified and falling apart but edith was completely at peace and from there she would be shipped uh, to auschwitz where she would be gassed along with rosa the sisters would find the copy of the science of the cross edith had actually just finished penning the last page of her book that afternoon just before she was arrested now she was making her way to the cross apparently the train journey to auschwitz was so bad was so horrid and miserable that people died on the journey um, edith though was completely at peace and she had a joy which was actually infectious uh, she would she was going around when people were terrified and falling apart and turning on each other she was going around strengthening people and giving them new hope an ss official was so impressed by her that he offered her the chance to escape but edith refused she was the bride of christ her wedding day had come and she would be sacrificed for her brethren just like the one to whom she had pledged her life to jesus christ it was on the cross that she would wed him john paul ii declared her co-patroness of europe along with benedict and catherine of siena i'm thinking of edith stein today as we hear the repeated exhortation fear not in the gospels fear is the root negative emotion or drive in all of us and the saints were not free from this it's a natural human emotion 
The positive drive is love, which is why the Bible says, perfect love casts out all fear. And the saints show how this is true. Now, it is increasingly hard in several places of the world, including in the West, to live out our faith. But few of us would face mortal peril like Edith. Well, at least we don't here in the West, and at least not now. Nevertheless, fear marks all of our experiences. We can live our lives in doing everything, and we can live our lives and do everything in anticipation of or reacting to our different fears. I'm afraid I might fall ill. I have fears about my future, my family. I have fears about the people I have to meet. Fear of what people think of me. Fear that I'll be humiliated. Fear that I might not be competent enough for the next job that I'll have to do. Um, I fear that my friends would reject me and on and on our fears go on. And our deepest fears relate to our identity. When I form my identity around my achievements, uh, my uh, career, my wealth, my looks, my relationships, whatnot, none of which are bad, but all of these things can be threatened. Edith's academic achievements were hugely important for her, but she was blocked unjustly at every step. And even our prayers, when these are the things that consume us, even our prayers are, can be driven by this fear. We call on God to protect us and and deliver us from these adverse events which threaten these things. And God will, of course, answer our prayers. He wants to help us. He wants to come to our aid because he is a good father. But God wants to do something far greater. He wants to reveal his love to us so that we know that he is first and foremost our father and that our life, all of it, is in his hands. My work can be driven by a fear that I might not be able to provide for myself and those dependent on me. But if I discover that God is a father who cares for me, I can work out of love for my family, trusting that I am safe even in uncertain times. So how does this come about? How is it that Edith could be at peace going to Auschwitz in that horrible, horrible circumstance? Well, I think the answer comes also in the gospel. It is as Jesus says, what is whispered in your ear in the dark? Proclaim it on the housetops. The darkness is the darkness of the bedchamber. When Matthew says, go to your inner room and pray in secret. This inner room is the bedchamber where we share this intimate relationship with our spouse, Jesus Christ. Where we give our life, we open our heart to the Father who loves us personally. Where the Holy Spirit can whisper in our ear that we are loved, that we are known by the Father and our life is in his hands. When we know this, when we receive the Holy Spirit and hear his whisper, that love is what drives out all fear. And I can find peace in the midst of the surrounding chaos. And when the daylight comes, when whatever circumstance might reveal us, we are revealed for who we are, sons and daughters of the Father, spouses of Jesus Christ, loved, by the, loved in having the Holy Spirit, in knowing the Holy Spirit. I know nothing... Of what happened, I know that nothing that happens in my life will not, will be away from God's help or salvation, and this is what Edith Shine discovered. Even in the heights of her piety and her sanctity, she had to stop listening to the news from the world, which was destroying her peace, and listen only to Christ, her spouse. It is in this love everything in her life found its place. The greatest suffering could not disturb her. What are we worried about today? What are you worried about today as you listen to this and this Sunday as you sit here listening to the gospel? What are the things that capture your heart?
And what are the things that you're doing to overcome this fear? Are you trying to find out who is plotting against you or who in at work might be saying a bad thing about you and how do you overcome it? Or what is the politics and what you should do? Or is your source of information, if you may, from the Father, from the Gospels, from the Holy Spirit who tells you, I am here with you and I will lead you. The other information is not to be discarded. Maybe it is important. But our strength, our light comes from the Father. Maybe sit with this gospel this week. Sit with this exhortation and allow the Holy Spirit to speak to your heart and allow him to dispel all fear and give, him, give you a peace that God wants to give you every day. Amen.